She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. Well, here we are in 2022, and I'm hoping your Christmas went well, your New Year's Eve went well, and now we are starting a brand new year with the second half of season two of Small Wonder. Today I'm discussing season two, episode 13, entitled Neighborhood Watch. This episode aired December 16th, nine, December 6th, excuse me, 1986. After being burglarized while Vicky's home and there at a restaurant, the Lawsons joined the Neighborhood Watch. This episode's got an 8.0 out of 10. Wow, that's amazing. We have Joan Roberts as Egan. We have Norman Alden as Doyle. Are they the robbers? We have Bruce Morgan as Meter Man. This lady, Joan Roberts, she looks like I might have seen her in something else. Let's see. Um, I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> let's see. Is there any... Let's see. Directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Writers Phil Margot, Jack Gross Jr., or Jack Gross Jr., Howard Leeds, Warren S. Murray, and Bruce Kane. All right, let's see. I doubt there's user reviews. There usually is. Oh, we got, here we go. We got trivia. Per the title, A Neighborhood Watch is a group of citizens who observe the neighborhood to prevent crime and vandalism, and the concept goes back to colonial times. Interesting. You know, I did not know that. So, so before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you newbies that are just tuning in to the Small Wonder Podcast, this is a monthly podcast where I cover one episode a month, so one Season covers, takes two years, just like season one did. And just like season two, which I started in January 2021, just like this is going to do. Season three and four, we'll see how that goes because, as we all know, season three and four were not released on DVD, so the best I'm going to get is from What's Up on YouTube. If you'd like to watch episodes of Small Wonder, I believe they are still up on YouTube. Have at it. Also, if you're looking to find out where you can follow the podcast on social media, you can do this by going to Facebook, typing in Small Wonder Podcast. The She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder Podcast will show up in the search bar. Click on it, like it, follow it. That way you'll know what episode I'm covering. I am going in order of air date, episode by episode, season by season. So, without further ado, let's jump into the Neighborhood Watch episode. Also, another thing, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time, so my reactions are 100% realistic. Well, we are starting right with the robbery. The kitchen is dark. We just see the corner of the door and the window pane as it's being broken by a robber. Typical robber wearing all dark clothes, although it is dark in the kitchen, we can't see. He does have a flashlight. He's looking around, seeing what he can find. Apparently, there's a pie cooling on the kitchen island there, and the guy... Is what, going to help himself? Because he goes over and smells it. He's like, ooh, that smells good. This guy is a doof because he is getting his fingerprints all over. He's actually going, goes to the silverware drawer and takes out a fork. Dude, your fingerprints are all over this fucking kitchen. Oh, excuse me, he's taking the silverware. I'm sure he's going to take the pie too. Oh, yeah, he took the, the pie cutter... And cut himself a slice. 
Of course, he's going to go into Jamie's room, probably thinking Jamie has some cool handheld electronics or whatever. Of course, we all know that Vicky's cabinet is in there as well, so. Taking Jamie's... I can't even tell what that is. A stuffed monkey? One of those munchy things? Oh, is that an Odie? That does look like a, an Odie uh, toy there. They still don't... The way that the set designer for this bedroom still is like they don't know how to make a room look like a 12-year-old's room. We still got from season one that tall standing nutcracker and just little kid toys that would be more appropriate for, say, a 4-year-old than a 12-year-old. The fact that Jamie's got his own bedroom, his own bedroom, yeah, he's got his own bathroom. How many kids, even back then, can say they had their own bedroom? How, oh my god, can you imagine if Harriet popped up in the window right there, even though it's dark? <laughs> but he's going to get a surprise when he sees Vicky, I know that. Yeah, he opens the door, not expecting to, of her cabinet, not expecting to see her there. He goes, ah! And then she goes, ah! And then he, he gets the hell out of there. So, the Lawsons have now come home from dinner. I really like Joan's jacket. It's really, it's just 80s, but it's really, it's like a, a coral color, but it also has, like, white patches on the elbows and then on the collar. I just really like her coat. Let me guess, they went to an all-you-can-eat restaurant, right? Because Ted is holding his stomach like he is about to go out from both ends. Shitting, vomiting, all of that horrible stuff. You get a case of food poisoning? Where did they go to eat? Jamie asked him, like, oh, do you have an upset stomach? And... Ted's like, no, upset? I settled for that. No, this is fire. What? Did, did they Did they get Mexican? Did they get... He's got heartburn, right? Probably burritos. I don't know. Food just affects people differently, especially as you get older. You can't... You find... I guess you can't handle things like you used to. Like, I remember I used to be into those Cheetos, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I wouldn't touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole now just because, like, I don't know what that's gonna do to my system. Not to mention, I don't really care for how the red dye on the Flaming Hot Cheetos gets all over your fingers. Therefore, anything you touch is gonna get that red dust all over it. Is your stomach still upset from dinner? I'd settle for upset. This is fire. <laughs> Chili peppers. I wasn't the only one. Did you see that stampede to the restroom? <laughs> they ought to install speed bumps. <laughs> oh, Ted, look. Someone broke in. Okay, you two stay right here while I check it out. I'm sure they're gone. piece of pie. Is everything all right? Well, come and see for yourself. Somebody's been in our home. Somebody's been in our drawers. Somebody's been in our pie. And it doesn't belong to us. Oh, no, they took our good silver. They even took our bad silver. All right, you two stay right here while I look in the living room. <laughs> oh, he's got a frying pan that'll help. What in the heck? <laughs> Their Trump coffee table is open. There's nothing. Oh, great. Well, you can come on in, but you're not going to like it. Oh, look at this mess. This is one mess you can't pin on me. They is obviously really left through the front door. They better close it. Don't, don't touch the door. He might have left fingerprints. Uh, I'd say it that's definitely. all he left. Well, thank heavens we were all out when it happened. Yeah, except Vicky. 
Vicky! <laughs> oh, yeah! Uh, they go... They Jonas first one to notice one of the window panes in the lower left corner has been broken. And the doorknob has been... They really should have been easy on, on what they were touching. Because that guy... I don't believe he used a glove. I don't think he used a glove. In fact, let me make sure he didn't. Yeah, the guy is basically using his bare hands. He's an amateur, clearly, then. Because you don't, if you're going through someone's house, you're not using, you're using gloves. You don't want to leave any trace of yourself behind. Not to mention, he's not wearing a hat, so I'm sure his hair follicles are all over the damn place. So, yeah, I was right. Ted had, I guess, not a burrito, but an enchilada and some chili peppers. Well, that'll do it to you. He's like, well, I wasn't the only one. Do you see the stampede to the bathroom? You gotta know what your body can handle, especially when you're going to a place like that, that serves hot, spicy food. So, yeah, Joan realizes they took the good silver, and apparently, the yeah, they took all the silverware in that drawer. And I'm like, don't be putting your hands there, because, yeah, because Ted even says when they go through the living room, and... Joan's like, oh, what a mess. I'm thinking, well, whoever made it look like there's a robber there, honestly, I feel like they didn't do a good enough job. They could have done better. Like, when Golden Girls did an episode where they were robbed, they did a pretty good job, whoever um, messed with, you know, made the set look like someone had been there. This is just, the couch is still sitting, but... The cushions have been pushed up. That trunk of a coffee table, in quotes, just says the trunk open, there's nothing in there. And the door is wide open. So anybody could come through, anybody could come through that front door. And Joan goes to close it. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't touch it because they might have left fingerprints. Yeah, fingerprints, hair follicles what have you, you name it. The guy was an amateur. So, and Joan said, well, thank goodness none of us were here when it happened. And Ted, or James says, yeah, I mean, just Vicky. And they're all like, Vicky! And they run up there because they probably think that the robber took Vicky. Well, odds are he probably got freaked out thinking, what is there a child doing in a cabinet? I don't think his first thoughts were, oh, it's a child robot. Now I'm actually thinking Vicky might be able to help them get this guy because she clearly would have been able to see what he looked like even in the dark. <laughs> Vicky, are you all right? My circuits are functioning normally. Good. Well, I guess we should call the police. Right. Police! <laughs> In that moment, when they go up to see Vicky to check on her, ask her, Vicky, did you see what happened? Did you see the robber? Did he come up here? What did he look like? They just like, you okay? All my circuits are functioning normally. Like, all right, good, 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 good. That's important. But still, no one thought, hey, let's ask Vicky. Maybe she's seen the robber. So, of course, Jamie and Joan are downstairs Jane, uh, Joan has a pad of paper. She's writing down everything that was taken. Good, good, good. <clears throat> of course, they're like, oh, man, it's so cool. I wish we could shut that door. You have how many doors that that man has touched? The back door, the front door, Jamie's door, because the door is shut when he went in there. All three of those doors would have to be checked for fingerprints. The counters would have to be checked. The cushions would be checked because clearly they were touched. That trunk. So many things this guy put his bare hands on. Yeah, they're going to find this guy. They freaking better find this guy. Oh, it's cold in here. I'd like to shut that door. Mom, why would anyone want to steal a picture of that old Aunt Frida? <laughs> because that old Aunt Frida was in a fat old silver frame. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. 
that rotten crook stole my new Jack Nicholas putter. Honey, it was only a golf club. Joan, Pebble Beach is only a golf club. I had a lot of emotional attachment to that putter. Ted, that's childish. Nuh-uh, no, sir. I want my putter, I want my putter, I want my putter. Mom, I think it's time you changed his pampers. <laughs> Evening, I'm Officer Doyle. Oh, hi, I'm glad you're here. I'm Ted Lawson. Now, this is my wife's son and daughter. Please come in. Don't touch the door. Why not? Well, he made us keep it open. Why would you do that? It's freezing outside. What about fingerprints? Well, we don't check for fingerprints in every routine burglary, son. What the if hell? If there's a corpse involved, that's different. <sighs> Give us a few minutes. Somebody's bound to freeze to death. Angela Lansbury says to always keep the door open. Oh. Well, did you make a list of the missing items, ma'am? Oh, yes, right here. Tom Selleck says to always make a list. Oh, Miami PD. Yeah, this will help. Miami. Let's see, a TV set, uh, silverware, jewelry. Oh, no. A Jack Nicholas putter? <laughs> see. He also took that of Aunt Frida. Her photograph. He couldn't lift Aunt Frida. Do you think we'll ever get our stuff back, officer? Well, it depends. Do you have a record of any of the uh, serial numbers or markings on the stolen property? Uh, no. Well, did you uh, save any purchase receipts for any of the items? Take pictures? No. None of that shit? Well, no offense, folks, but you're a burglar's dream come true. <laughs> did you by any chance contact your neighbor to see if they might have seen him? I saw him. You did, Vicky? You mean that uh, she wasn't out with the family? Ah, uh, no, uh, Vicky doesn't like Mexican food. Uh, she's more of a nuts and bolts eater. <laughs> yeah, it's just the staples. The burglar ran out when he saw me. So she barely got a glimpse of him. <laughs> I barely got a glimpse of him. Well, a uh, glimpse isn't much, but it's all we have to go on. So uh, I'll tell you what, young lady. Why don't you just uh, try and tell Officer Doyle what you saw, huh? He was five feet, eight and a half inches tall, 153 pounds, light brown hair, blue eyes, a mustache, coveralls with L and W plumbing on the back, and he had two quarters and a nickel jangling in his left pocket. That's a glimpse? I couldn't describe my wife that well. Except for the mustache. Well, Vicky's a very observant child, and uh, Jamie, why don't you take Vicky to your room? Right. Let's go, Sherlock. <laughs> well, I'm sure the uh, plumbing coveralls are a phony, but we'll do our best. Uh, how did the burglar get in? Oh, it, uh, right through the kitchen. It's uh, this way. <coughs> right through that door. Oh, no wonder. No deadbolt lock. <laughs> Very simple. All he had to do was break the glass, turn the knob, easy as pie. Good you took some of that, too. <laughs> I guess we really are a burglar's dream come true. It sure make you feel helpless. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there aren't enough police to go around, but there is one thing you folks can do to help protect yourselves. What's that? You can set up a neighborhood watch program. It always helps to have your neighbors keep an eye out for anything suspicious. Well, does a neighborhood watch work? Uh, very well. Except in New York City. There, when there's a burglary, the neighborhood just watches. <laughs> I can have one of the uh, other officers help you set this up, if you'd like. Oh, thank you. That would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible feeling to walk in and discover that somebody's been in your home. Yeah, I know the feeling. My home has been hit twice, and I have a watchdog to scare them away. <laughs> and a wife with a mustache. <laughs> got some stuff to say about this cop um the fact that he's asking them why they're keeping the, their door open like oh, i don't get it why would you do that it's freezing out and they're like well wh what about fingerprints aren't you gonna like look for those like oh well we don't do that unless there's a corpse what i got ugh. 
Okay, I know it's 1986, but give me a fucking break. You go... That All over. The guy is everywhere. His hands were all over the fucking house. And you don't want to dust for prints. He, he acts like it's a major inconvenience. Oh, well, we don't do that. And then when he starts going through the list of stuff that was taken... You know, a silver frame, silverware, uh, Jack Nichols, whatever, Nicholson, I don't fucking know, um, putter, and <laughs> Ted is acting like a big crybaby. Oh my god, the putter was one of a kind. <sighs> and then Jamie's like, yeah, mom, I think it's time to change his pampers. So, uh, yeah, and just everyone's just upset about it. I get it. I wouldn't feel safe in my own home if that had happened. And this guy just, he starts going through all the stuff that was taken. It's basically like a page or two. And he's like, well, do you have serial numbers? Do you have receipts for the stuff? Do you? He didn't even say anything about, did you take any photos? That's the thing. Probably you want to, you know, now we're with, with phones and stuff like that. And we could be taking pictures of like our televisions because TVs are more expensive now. Um, excuse me. What else? Serial numbers, when you get a high-end electronic, a laptop, a television, what have you, game system, write down the serial numbers so it's easier to track. Although I guess those things could probably just easily be scratched off. I even said receipts and shit like that, which are going to have like a UPC on there. But then again, you're not always going to keep the box that the thing came in. And he's telling them, well, a slim chance that you guys are going to be getting your stuff back without, without this, you know, receipts and serial numbers and everything like that. And he even says that you're a robber's wet dream because you leaving your home unattended. Even after they show him where the robber broke in, which is by, there's no deadbolt on the door there's just the little uh yeah break the window pane by the door handle turn the lock and boom you're in they could have just as easily put that little chain lock because there is one there but then again all that guy would have to do would be to kick the damn door in a couple kicks and boom he's in that chain on the lock is going to be ripped from the the, the door frame easily so and that's the thing if someone wants in your house they're getting into your house one way or another that guy could have broken all the window panes and just climbed in to through that door or he could but then again you're not necessarily going to come in the front door because it's still dark most people they're not going through your front door they're going to go through the back See, this is why Harriet would have been a great um, opportunity <laughs> to be able to, uh, yeah, she would have. But then again, they mentioned how Vicky was home. The guy doesn't say, you left your daughter here by herself and you all went to dinner without her. They're like, oh, well, she's not into Mexican food. So there's no in child endangerment um case that's gonna come up or anything like that like the guy just just okay uh and she says she caught a glimpse of him and he's like okay can you give me a description and she starts going you know his height his weight his hair his mustache his uh, even the like some fake brand plumbing company on his pants and also how much change he had in his pocket the guy kind of gives her a look like a raised eyebrow like you got all that in a glimpse? I couldn't even describe my wife that way. So, before the police officer leaves, he does suggest that they start up a neighborhood watch. Let other neighbors know, so that way, if he this guy hits another area, people are going to be on the alert. They will, Definitely, if something like that happens, just let people know. The more people that know, the more eyes that are going to be watching. And it seems like sometimes they say, like, 
I don't know if this is an actual saying, but a robber never hits the same place twice. Or maybe that's lightning never strikes twice in the same place. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. And Ted's like, neighborhood watch, do you think that would work? And the officer says, yeah. I mean, not really so much in New York because when someone hits a place, the neighborhood just watches it happen. They don't, you know, try to get involved or anything like that. It's almost like... They're watching it for entertainment's sake, and and not. But then again, I mean, the guy had one of those heavy metal flashlights that easily could be used as a weapon to attack somebody. So Vicky's lucky that that guy wasn't a violent man. Well, we don't know. But uh, yeah. So, and the fact that the guy says his own, the police officer says his own home's been hit twice. He's got a guard dog and, of course, his wife with the mustache. Uh-huh. So, we also get fat jokes about a picture of, I'm guessing it's Joan's Aunt Frida. Who is, um, <clears throat> I guess, overweight, morbidly obese, who knows. But they took the picture because it had a silver frame in it. Now, he wasn't going to bother with taking the picture out of the frame. Okay, so we do see another officer, a woman officer, going and conducting a meeting in the Lawson's home. We do see Brandon there. Thank goodness Bonnie isn't there because I don't think I'd be able to stand it. We do see other neighbors from the neighborhood that we've never met before. Either we'll never see them again or know their names or anything about them. So, we also have a table of, with a coffee urn and some, you know, drinks and whatnot. So, let's see how this neighborhood watch goes down. So, the important thing to remember is to make it hard for the intruder. Post a neighborhood watch sign, like this one, so he knows you're wise to his activities. And when you're out for the evening, have your lights on an automatic timer. And make sure your neighbors pick up your newspaper if you're out of town. No one's taking My neighbor does that when I'm home. <laughs> I always put them back after I read them. But first he cuts out the coupons. <laughs> Another important thing. Don't ever leave your house key under the mat. Oh, that's obvious. It's the first place they look. Right. And the second place they look is the flower pot next to the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta move that key. All right. We've discussed the many ways that Neighborhood Watch works to prevent crime, so uh, let's put what we've learned to the test. You must think we're stupid. Not all of us. <laughs> now, let's suppose it's a typical weekday afternoon, and uh, you, Mrs. Lawson, see an unfamiliar vehicle parked in the neighborhood. What do you do? Well, plate. I write down the license yep. number, and then I call the Neighborhood Watch Patrol and have them keep an eye on the car. Very good. Now, let's say it's a Saturday night, and uh, you, Mr. Lawson, happen to glance out your window, and you spot a stranger, let's say him, sneaking around your neighbor's house. Well, that'd be unlikely, because he's usually sneaking around our house. <laughs> I do not sneak around. Pussyfoot. That's better. <laughs> well, if it really were a burglar, I'd alert my neighbor, call the police, and have this guy taken in. Ah, you never make a stick. I got a perfect alibi. Every Saturday night, I'm at my lodge meeting. You've heard of the moose and the elks? We're sort of their cousins. The caribou? <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was home, and somebody was crazy enough to invade my castle, old King Brandon wouldn't need any help from any neighborhood watch. <laughs> I got something better. Pow! A gun? A smoking finger? <laughs> Is that a gun? I hope you have a permit for that handgun, Mr. Brindle. Yeah. You bet. Huh. Man's got to do something to protect his home. The criminals are winning. We're losing. <laughs> there are a lot of criminals behind bars that would disagree with you, Mr. Brindle. Well, folks, that's about it. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lawson have agreed to organize everything. So good luck, and I wish you a very safe neighborhood watch. Thank you. Well, I've got some information forms for everyone to fill out. 
Well, thank you very much, Officer Egan. Oh, my pleasure. And you're helping us, too. You sure you wouldn't like to stay for some uh, cake and coffee? <laughs> no, thanks. I like to watch my figure. How about everybody does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, could I have one of those neighborhood watch forms? You? Yeah. Uh, sure. I but... didn't think you'd need it since you got goons. <laughs> I take it you're not going to join us. No, neighborhood watch is a waste of time. He's going to get hit. Well, remember that story about the three little pigs? You're liable to be sorry. Not this little pig. <laughs> so, yeah, none of the other neighbors really say anything. They just kind of laugh along with Ted and Jones jokes and Brandon. <laughs> and I, I thought that... Brandon was going to make some snide remarks about the lady being a police officer. Like, oh, you're a lady cop. Huh? Not take her seriously and stuff. But she does give some good tips as far as, you know, there's this big yellow sign that says don't have someone knock your block off or whatever. She also does kind of give some scenarios about, okay, let's have an example here. Saturday afternoon. There's a strange vehicle in your neighborhood. You don't recognize it. What's the first thing you do? Joan, of course, same thing as me. Write down the license plate number. Another thing would be, I'm surprised the officer didn't say, do not under, under any circumstances approach the vehicle and attempt to make contact with whoever is in there because you don't know the person. You don't know what they're capable of. The thing is you want to be discreet. Let's think we're going to, you know, scare them off and then they're going to come back in a different vehicle or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? So, and then Brandon was a slip, like, oh, I don't need to do the neighborhood watch. I got it. And then he pulls out his finger like it's a smoke, it's a smoking gun. And the officer right away said, well, I hope you have a permit for that. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. It's like, Ugh. Brandon. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't know, need a neighborhood watch. I have a gun. That guy's got a gun. Really. And he has an annoying daughter at home that could easily see. I'm like, you better have that gun in a locked up safe. Because uh, with the safety on. Because you have a child running around your house. I thought he was going to like, I don't need a neighborhood watch. I have an annoying daughter at home that would bug the hell out of the robber and they would leave. In sheer annoyance. But yeah, he's not taking it seriously. And I honestly feel like Brandon's house is going to get hit. I really feel his is going to be hit. And yeah, it's just he's not paying attention. He's laughing it off like it's not a big deal. And he's just shoving his face with uh, a lemon bar or whatever that's supposed to be. So yeah. Brandon, ugh, pain. I'm just happy we didn't have Bonnie there because I would have been ripping my hair out at the seams. <laughs> but overall, I mean, the lady did provide some good information. Like, what do you do if it's Saturday night and there's someone lurking around? Like, this guy here, two points to Brandon, is lurking around your home. And, of course, Ted says, well, he always lurks around my home. He's always snooping around my home. And, of course, Brandon's like, I don't do that. It's like, find you pussyfoot around my home. I'd be like, you know, your daughter is constantly always around. Pe peeping in the windows, listening at doors. Yeah. Okay, he's putting a dead bolt on. Good, good, good. Hammer. Hammer. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. Kiss. Kiss. Aww. Fool around. Fool around. Later. Mom, Dad, can you come in the living room for a minute? I got something to show you. Oh, what's that, Jamie? Oh, did he turn Dickie well, into while a... you're on the neighborhood watch, I'm doing my part, too. Meet our new home alarm system, the Vicatron 200 FX. Oh, that's cool. I'm programmed to serve and protect. <laughs> this I gotta see. I'll show you. Go outside, Dad, and pretend you're a cat burglar coming in through the window. Burglar, always with the cat burglar. How did that get it, the name like cat burglar? What's she gonna do, Jamie? You'll see, Mom. Let's see. Ready, cat burglar? Ready, here I come. 
<laughs> Why does it look like a deranged hunchback? <laughs> Some burglar. Yeah, real. Oh, I gotta help you by opening the window. <laughs> this gets a concussion. Look, a suspicious character is breaking into our happy home. This is a job for Miami Vicky. Miami Vicky. Intruder, intruder. <laughs> That is really great, Jamie. Halt and identify yourself. I mean, I'm really impressed. I repeat, halt. Yeah, yeah, that, that's enough, Vicky. Stop it, Vicky. Oh my God. <laughs> she slips him Please, slime ball. <laughs> Works great, huh, Dad? Kid, are you all right? Well, say something. Cut her plastic fingernails. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it is creative. I'm surprised. I mean, if if Vicky were in 2021, she would already be sending a text to the police or 911. Like, we have an intruder. I, I can imagine that, definitely. I mean, definitely, she makes enough noise that... And the thing, last thing the, the robber's gonna want is someone making noise and alerting to his presence. But uh, yeah, she like... Like, okay, that's great, because she does a siren. She's got the little spotlights coming out of her eyes. <laughs> and he actually knocks on the window, like, can you open the window? It's like, yeah, some burglar. I actually have to help you break into my house by opening, unlocking the window. So, yeah. And Ted's like, all right, I got it. And she's, Vicky's calling him an intruder, and then she flips him over onto the couch and sticks her finger right against the side of his nose. Like, you need to cut her finger, her plastic fingernails, because they are sharp. Here comes Brandon and Harriet, just walking through the front door that's open because it's got a deadbolt. Well, the thing is, the deadbolt's only going to work if the door is actually shut. But like, hey, anyone home? So they, they just keep walking in there. Like, okay, dude, you need to realize... That just because someone's door is open does not give you permission to just walk right in. <laughs> Woo! Anybody home? It's your neighbors, the loved ones. Hi. Hi. You're looking good. Got the new lock, huh? Keeping out the low life? So far, it's not working. Yeah, really. You want. I know I'm going to hate myself for asking, but what can we do for you, Brandon? I need a favor. No. Why should today be different? <laughs> What's the favor? Well, see, my wife is bowling tonight with her league team, the Gutter Gals. Gutter Gals? Uh, didn't I see them on Lifestyles with Rich and Famous? <laughs> and I have a lodge meeting tonight with my fellow caribous, and Harriet's sitter just got sick, so now I don't know what to do with her. Have you tried chicken soup? <laughs> he means he doesn't know what to do with me. But I love chicken soup. It's so healthy. Except for the chicken, of course. So I was wondering, would it be okay if Harriet stayed here until after the meeting? No. Oh, sure, Brandon. Bring her over after dinner. What are you having for dinner? Pizza. Why doesn't he bring me over during dinner? I don't eat much. I don't have enough teeth. <laughs> okay, Harriet, you can come for dinner. Oh, I wouldn't want to intrude. You just invited yourself. But I will. Thanks. Oh. Thanks, guys. I knew I could count on you. I have to go to the hospital before the meeting and visit a fellow caribou. He had an accident. Was he hurt badly? Badly enough, so we had to strap him to the fender and take him to emergency. <laughs> you know, honey, we need a new kind of lock. This one's for people. We need one that'll keep out caribou. <laughs> Looks like they don't want to leave Harriet by herself because Bonnie's got her bowling league and Brandon's got his caribou organization to go to so they're like hey bring her over after dinner so harriet pretty much invites herself to dinner like oh what are you having Ooh, pizza okay i'll stay for pizza it's like well i wouldn't want to impose like you just invited yourself okay just ugh. so yeah looks like uh 
now we are outside and they're testing the lock to the garage the side door there so then how did harriet not catch the robbers so yeah they're just kind of going over things for the neighborhood watch and harriet says how i've been making reports about the neighborhood to my mother for years <laughs> they could have just used her ass like ever like hang out in uh <laughs> just make random uh, house calls to the places where no one's home that that robber would take off running in a heartbeat the garage door is locked and secure good surprise what you doing going over this neighborhood watch brochure what's a neighborhood watch it's where people from the neighborhood watch each other's homes and report what they see what's the big deal I've been making those reports to my mother for years. <laughs> Hi. Intruder, intruder. Oh, that's the guy. Can identify he didn't have a yourself. Oh, that's cute. Which one are you, Cagney or Lazy? <laughs> I repeat, halt. Yeah, who are Cookie? you? I'd really like to play with you, sweetie, but I've got work to do. <laughs> Mr. Black, she takes vitamins, industrial strength. <laughs> you can read the meter now. Oh, he's a meter Forget man. It, kid. This one's on me. Sweet. <laughs> Why did I think that that guy was the robber? He's not even close to being the robber. He doesn't have a mustache. He's taller and heavier, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking. No, this guy's just a meter guy. He's going to check the meter. He's like, all right, this one's on me. Because Vicky is telling her, like, hey, you're an intruder. And she's not letting him pass. And he's like, I'd love to play with you, but I got a job to do. And she grabs his arm and yank, yanks him off his feet, basically. And Jamie's like, oh, sorry about that. She takes uh, vitamins, industrial strength. <laughs> So he's like, no, you know what, it's whatever, just, ugh, I'll, you guys, you get a freebie this month. <laughs> oh my gosh, so she is taking her job very, very seriously. Alright, so now we're in the living room and Ted has got, he's at his computer, so I kind of wonder if maybe he's going to be eventually programming Vicky to do some stuff, like <laughs> get her out of what Jamie programmed her to do. So let's find out here. What is he up to? Hi, honey. What are you up to? Oh, hi. Well, remember when Officer Egan suggested we put our lights on a timer? Right. Well, I decided to put the whole house on a timer. See? <laughs> that way, even if we're not home, it'll look like we're home. Well, that sounds great. Well, of course. It's one of the perks of marrying a genius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, genius. Show me how it works. Okay. Thomas Edison, eat your heart out. <laughs> what the hell did he do? Huh, it's to do that. Clever dear. Yeah, really, now they're in Edison the dark. invented light, and you invented dark. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you see, it's not, uh, it's not perfected yet. Just <clears throat> go out and buy a timer. <laughs> But if you gotta be at your computer to do that constantly, then you can't really leave your house. Ooga booga! Ooga booga! You notice anything different about me? He's wearing a fucking. No. Don't come on! We had an election down at the lodge tonight, and you are now in the presence of the supreme imperial caribou! Congratulations. <laughs> Do we kiss your antlers? <laughs> what in the world? What the hell? Oh no. Honey, did, did Vicky get out? <laughs> what the hell happened? I don't know. Did they catch the guy? There's really something going on over there. Wow! There's three squad cars and a police helicopter. Damn. I hope nothing happened down at the bowling alley. The gutter gals can get pretty ugly when they lose. <laughs> Doyle guy. Yeah, Officer oh. Doyle. You got a minute? Hi. What's going on? Oh, it's okay. Nothing to worry about. We just caught a burglar breaking in next door. Oh, the Hendersons? Well, they must have been petrified. Not 
that next door, that next door. Ah, oh, the Brindles. The yeah. Brindles! That's me! The Brindles! Somebody call the police! Pauline! Relax, Mr. Brindle. He didn't get a chance to take anything. He didn't? No. Too bad, Daddy. You won't be able to stick it to the insurance company. <laughs> Sweetheart. Let's go watch him give the guy the third degree. Yeah. Right. You see? They caught it. With policemen like Officer Doyle around, you don't need your stupid neighborhood watch. Wrong, Mr. Brendel. The neighborhood watch saw him climbing into your window and called us. Yeah. So you want to change your mind about joining us, Bullwinkle? Forget it. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I think this is yours. We got it off the burglar. I hid that in my most secret place, the meat bin of my refrigerator. <laughs> It's only a secret if the burglar's a vegetarian. Boy, I'd hate to lose that. Isn't she a beauty? Oh, she! Jesus, Brandon! It's all right, folks. Relax. There are no bullets in the gun. I took them out. Good. Mr. Brendel, if you insist on owning a gun, you better learn how to handle it. Yeah. Always point the barrel up. Point the barrel up. <coughs> <laughs> Ted thinks that he, instead of going out and buying one of those timers to keep your house lights on and off, he's just going to do it via his computer. And of course, it goes haywire, and they're, he and Joan are now in the dark. And he's all like, Thomas, let us eat your heart out. Like, Whatever, Ted. Then they hear all these sirens, and I thought at first they had something to do with Vicky, because they're like, oh my gosh, did she get out? But no, Vicky and Harriet and Jamie all come running because we're hearing helicopters, squad car lights are shining. And turns out they, uh, Officer Doyle said they got the, the guy, which I was kind of hoping. I was hoping that would get resolved. And Brandon comes in. It's clearly a camo hat with fake stuffed antlers like the kind of thing you decorate your car with for christmas i see vehicles with the little antlers and i even saw one that had like a tail on the back and like a little red nose on the front of the vehicle but it's kind of like that so <laughs> and yeah he said we just caught the ro officer doyle said we caught the robber who was robbing the house across you know right next to you and Brandon automatically assumes that it's the Hendersons. No, turns out it was... I'm just like, no, not that house. The next house behind this house. And Brandon's like, the Brindles? Oh my gosh, that's me. Someone was in my house. Ugh. This guy's a damn fucking idiot. And they got the, the neighbors caught the guy before he could actually break in. Yet, how the hell does that explain him getting Brandon's gun? Which is like, he doesn't even know how to fucking handle the damn gun. Luckily for the officer, he took the bullets out. But it was in, according to Brandon, that gun was in like his meat storage something or other. Fuck, I don't know. Probably in the freezer, in the or in the refrigerator where the meat and cold cuts go. I'm just like, jeez, oh fuck, Brandon, you're a fucking moron. You definitely shouldn't be handling a gun. Luckily, the officer took the bullets out because he, the way that Brandon's like, oh my gun. <laughs> it's like, I'm surprised the officer didn't say, do you have a permit to even use that gun? Because if you don't, then I'm taking it from you because you do not look responsible enough for a gun. And when the officer even says that the robber didn't take anything, yet then later he says, well, he took your gun. But, and then Harriet's like, oh, it's a shame they didn't take anything. That way you could, uh, screw over the insurance company. Because Brandon is a piece of shit like that. He's a garbage human being, and he would do shit like that. And that's pretty much how, you know, it's resolved. They got the guy. And because the neighborhood was watching the houses. Everyone else took part, but Brandon just laughed it off like, I ain't doing that. I got a gun. I'm good. 
So it's, and even Ted's like, well, you sure you don't want to join? I know I got my gun. Fuck you and your gun, Brandon. Mmm. And the officer says, well, not, you may want to learn how to use that gun because you have it pointed up, you know, down when you should have it pointed up. Like, you're going to shoot yourself in the dick. <laughs> Which probably wouldn't be bad so he doesn't re, re, uh, reproduce any more kids like Harriet. Blech. So, yeah. And Vicky <laughs> says, points the gun up, and she takes the gun. You can clearly see it's a toy gun, because she takes, like, it's made of rubber, and she takes the barrel of the gun and, like, yanks it, yanks it upward, basically. And I'm like, okay. That's how the episode ends. I thought it was okay. I just, the fact that the guy didn't want to dust for prints or any of that shit, it's like, it's total inconvenience for them. But he was hoping that he could rely on them to provide serial numbers for their stolen shit, which... A photo frame, some silverware... Who the fuck cares? You can replace that shit. They didn't even sound like they liked, um, whatever aunt... Whatever the fuck her name was. <laughs> enough to care about getting the picture back. Or the frame. So, yeah. That's how the episode ends. I found it lackluster. I really... I guess I wanted something better, but how much better are we going to get in a 24-minute episode of a sitcom? So, yeah. So, the next episode I'm going to be focusing on for February is Season 2, Episode 14, called Moving Up. This aired January 10th. 1987. Oh, they took a month-long break between Episode 13 and 14. Episode 13, which I just covered, Neighborhood Watch, that was December 6th, 1986. Episode 14 of Season 2, moving up, was January 10th, 1987. In this episode, Ted is offered a new job in Massachusetts. Now, clearly, we see that they live in California because you see a bunch of UCLA pennants and shit like that in Jamie's room. So that's the episode I'm going to be talking about, discussing, enjoying for February. <laughs> so I hope you all enjoyed this episode a bit and I will see you back in February. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. Have a great January, everybody. Bye-bye.